your host, Aaron Rittmaster. Yes, it is Aaron, even though I sound like this. Welcome to the Man Cave, where we're recording the Diz Dads podcast, episode number 25. Tonight, we're answering the all-important question, why not Walt Disney World? With me tonight are Mark Pratt, Pratt Pack on the boards. Good evening, everybody. Christian Hill, chill coupons on the boards. Good evening, everybody. Good to be here. And Jason Gilbert, Jason4024 on the boards. I don't know how we did it, but Aaron got me sick all the way from Kansas. Yeah, yeah, blame it all on me. I swear, I got it from my kid's daycare room. Um, so, uh, before we get into the topic for today, I do want to mention that the Diz Dads podcast is now sponsored by Fairytale Journeys, an authorized Disney travel planner. I and several of our podcast panelists have joined the Fairytale Journeys team, and we'd love to help you put together your next magical Disney vacation. Check us out at fairytalejourneys.com or the Fairytale Journeys by Diz Dads page at disdads.com. We'll sweat the details so you don't have to. Now, back to the topic at hand. Um, you know, this all came from various conversations that, that we've had among ourselves of the things that we've heard you know, other people say about why they couldn't take a, a Walt Disney World vacation. And so we wanted to take a stab at trying to answer some of those concerns. Uh, and I want to start with quite possibly one of the most common. And, it, you know, I, I guess this one to me always seems a cop out, but, you know, everybody has their issues. Uh, what do you do with somebody who says, yeah, you know, I'm sure the kids would have a good time, but I get motion sickness. And so I just really don't do rides. What do you what do you tell somebody in that situation? Well, there's you know tons of other activities other than just the rides. With you know they have the home the flower show. They got you know all the holiday shows and all that stuff, and as well as the food and wine festivals too. Well, and and even without special events there's uh, an array of attractions that you know don't necessarily have to involve moving at high speed or turning upside down as a matter of fact the beauty of of disney attractions to me is that it's about the theming and it's about the environment more than it is most of the time about you know being vomit inducing well of course i mean you could take a whole day and spin it at epcot just going around the world I and mean, there's so many things to see there alone as well as, you know, innovations and, uh, or interventions and all that stuff too there. I, I think the theming is a big thing. And I think any resort you walk into, especially the deluxe resorts, when you walk into the main area, you're always just blown away by the environment you're in. And there's so many signature restaurants. I mean, I, I love to eat when I go to Disney and that's, that's one of my favorite things. And there's a different place that you can go every night and get either an incredible themed experience and hopefully great food. I mean, sometimes it misses a little bit, but usually the food is just out of this world and the experience is out of this world. And, uh, you know, people don't realize everything that's down there. I, I agree. I actually have a client right now that's going uh, within a few weeks that they booked their hotel, they booked their airfare, their, they paid for their meal plan. And they're not doing park tickets. They're just going to do, you know, they're going to do the downtown Disney. They're going to do resort hopping, um, spend some time at the pools. You, even if you don't, if you're not a big f fan of the parks, but you want to get some Disney experience, there's a lot to do without even having to enter the parks. And, and I will say that, you know, I'm one who sympathizes a bit with people who get motion sickness because I have sort of the worst of both worlds, which is that on the one hand, I love thrill rides. On the other hand, I get motion sickness. Um, and I have found that, um, you know, my park routine starts with popping a bonine, um, it's B-O-N-I-N-E, bonine, bonine, one or the other. Uh, it's a non-drowsy, um, anti-nausea medication. Uh, it's over the counter and I find it works really well to relieve, you know, whatever motion sickness I would get on just about any attraction. Um, I ride rock and roller coaster and no, don't have a problem. I ride, uh, the only thing I haven't tried with, um, 
you know, with the meds on board and, and said, okay, I'll give it a shot, is uh, Mission Space Orange. Um, my daughter still rides it and loves it. Um, she's old enough that I don't have a problem letting her do it by herself. So it's just, I figured that one was one that wasn't worth pushing. It's the best, Aaron. You're missing out. I hate to tell you that. that I know. The, I know. The, I hear best. it. That is, uh, I, I love that thing. That's that's uh, that's a top-notch ride. I've heard it enough times that I that I'm probably going to have to bite the bullet and give it a shot. I'm, you know, I, I I'm nervous because, like I said, I do get motion sickness. But on the other hand, you know, the the meds have have treated me well so far. So we'll see. For someone who gets motion sickness, Aaron, what about like? The, the boat rides through the land where, you know, you see the Disney pumpkins and, uh, I mean, is that something where you would get affected by motion sickness at all because you're in a boat that's kind of rocking a little bit or, you know, there's so many rides that I consider to be tame at uh, Disney World where I wouldn't think that that would be a big problem. No, I think you're right. I mean, for some people, that would be too much. Uh, for me, I, I can handle, you know, the land, uh, living with the land, or God forbid it's a small world, or, you know, those kind of, of you know, Pirates of the Caribbean um, boat rides like that don't give me a, a motion sickness problem. Um, but there are people, you know, who are more sensitive than I am who, who might be bothered by those. But then, again, those rides are a great example of ones that, you know, Bonine, which I don't have any side effects at all from. I haven't heard from anybody who gets side effects from it. It's not like Dramamine. It doesn't make you sleepy. Um, you know, it, it just uh, really kind of takes that issue out of the equation for me. Yeah, the only the only motion sickness I get at Disney is when the motion on It's a Small World stops. It makes me really sick just to sit there and listen to the <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, if I do the 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 throat cups as my kids call them, the tea party, if I do that, I mean my day's over with. I cannot, I can't go on after that. I can't even watch those. Okay, but the beauty is, again, there's so many opportunities at Disney World that you don't need that one thing that makes you sick to your stomach Correct. to have a wonderful trip. Oh, that's right. Country Bear Jamboree, Hall of Presidents, uh, The Lion King, Nemo Show, uh, The Bird Show, the, you know, there's, I mean, it, there's probably, there's too many to name. Okay, so I, I think we've knocked this one down a little bit. Why don't we talk about the next guest, the one who says, you know, we'd love to take a nice big family vacation, but... We've got family that have food allergies, and between this one's nut allergies and that one's needing gluten-free everything, and the other one who has an egg allergy, it's just a pain. We never eat out at restaurants for that reason. Why would we go on a vacation where we're eating out all the time? But at Disney especially, it's like having your own private chef. Because once you tell your waitress that, or when you're making your ADRs, your uh, advanced dining reservations, if you mention that to them, they're going to note that, and the chef will actually come to your table and talk to you about what you can or cannot have. And like I said, it's like having your own private chef. Yeah, they they are very good. I've seen a couple times where I've seen the chef come out and you know figure out what they can have, what they can't have. There's always conversation on the boards of you know, this chef came out and did this, and this chef did this, and asked what, you know, what what were some of their favorite foods, and then they built it around that based on, on what they can and can't have. So it's it's one of those things, it's never, you know, I, I, there's so many excuses that people give, and we're going to go over them, most of them, but I, th I think really there's no reason not to. If you want to, just do it. Is, is how I feel about it. Well, and, and, you know, I think one of the things that people don't realize, and it's easy to think Disney's so huge and there's so many guests that it's inevitable that they're going to mess something up with a food allergy and I can't, you know, risk my kid's safety. What you have to remember is that, that that's true on Disney's side too. They know that. And they're just as concerned about that. Um, and so 
they're going to make sure that they don't make somebody sick because they don't want that to be the, the memory you have of Walt Disney World or their restaurant. Um, and the chefs are really remarkable at it. it. It's not just that they'll come out and show you what on the menu you can eat. They'll come out and say, okay, this is on the menu. It meets most of your needs. Here's what I can do to customize it to make it perfect for you. And, uh, you know, to me, it just, it's above and beyond. Um, they really, you know, it, it's not just your waiter doing that. It's the chef who comes out of the kitchen to come and talk to you about those things and to reassure you that the food that's going to come out to you is going to be safe for you and your family to eat. Absolutely. We, we noticed that on the cruise, even, um, the chefs would come out to the tables and they would make sure that, you know, if there's a peanut allergy, that there was... No peanuts is like a barrier around their table. There's no peanuts getting near that that table. So yeah, they really take care of it and they follow through quite well. And, and I think the the nice thing is is they have it at every level of restaurant, uh, from counter service to a sit down, you know, just a you know kind of regular sit down restaurant to a you know full scale uh, signature restaurant. And all you have to do is ask, and they have uh, you know some way to take care of everyone they really do exactly all right so we've gotten we've taken care of of you know motion sickness of food allergies um the big one on a lot of people's lists is we'd love to do a disney vacation but look at that cost it's just exorbitant how can we possibly afford to take a family of four to a walt disney world vacation and, you know, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I'm, it's not cheap to go to Disney World. Um, there's some significant costs involved. But what are some ways that people can help make it a little less of a, you know, pain in the budget? Well, talk. Yeah, my family is, uh, I'm not educating my kids or, or feeding them anymore. So we have plenty of extra money to uh, go to Disney. I never thought about stopping the feeding of the kids. Yeah, I thought about education, but not the actual meals. That that could be a that could be a big thing. Oh, it's working they can, well. They can eat while they're at Disney. Exactly. There you go. Go drink free dining. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so starving children and and squirreling them out of school aside, what are some strategies that we can suggest for some people to that help make it you know a little bit more more doable? I mean. Obviously, the one thing that comes to mind to me is to travel off season. Um, there's a really substantial difference in what you pay going to Disney World in, uh, you know, January or September versus going to Disney World in December or July. And go ahead. I'd say an easy way to, to save yourself money is to not to push, you know, what we do or our goods, but. Get a hold of a travel agent. Travel agent's going to know when the best times are to go, when the promos are going to hit, you know, mostly, and and what what the promos are going to be and what the cheapest way is to get you to Disney World. If you're not sure how to do it, ask an expert. To to piggyback on what Aaron was saying, when you're traveling off-season, too, you know, for me, that's the best time to go. I mean, I really enjoy the parks when there's no lines. My kids are still young. I don't have to pull them out of school to, you know, to travel off season. Uh, so, it, you know, when that day comes, I'm, sh- I'm sure I'm going to spend more time there in the summertime and Thanksgiving break and Christmas break or, or whatever. But, but now, you know, I pick times in October, the week before Thanksgiving, the rates are great and there's nobody there. So it, it's like a double bonus. You're saving money and you're getting probably one of the best experiences you're going to get there. And I want to mention that um, one of the things, you know, people kind of get fixated. They look and they see, I mean, the average trip for a family of four uh, in the off season is probably in the range of, I would say, what, about $2,000, Mark? Is that probably about right, would you say? Yeah. Somewhere around there, $1,500, $2,000. That's not including airfares. Yeah. Yeah, not including airfares and, and sometimes not including meals. But usually, you know, if you can get 
a great value resort that will fit that family, then usually you can you can squeak in that dining plan too, even if it's just a quick service dining plan. Well, let, let me make this suggestion. If you're thinking about it in terms of a $2,000 chunk of money, it looks big and it looks like a budget buster and it looks like we're never going to be able to afford this. But Disney makes it easy to pay for your vacation over time. I hesitate to tell people to use a credit card to pay for vacation if they're going to carry the balance. Because, you know, you're paying so much more for your for your vacation if you do it that way. But you can use the same concept buying directly from Disney through your travel you know, through directly through Disney or through your travel agent. Because when you book a trip with Disney, all you have to pay initially is a deposit. $200 for a package, one night's uh, room rate for a room-only reservation. So let's say you're going to book a $2,000 package. You put $200 of that down up front. You've got $1,800 to pay. Plan in advance. Plan your trip 10 months out. You plan that trip 10 months out, put $200 down, $200 a month, and you've paid for your trip. Absolutely. Yeah, we usually That's... book ours out, you know, 10 to, to 12 months ahead. And we do that exact same thing. It's Disney's, basically Disney's layaway program. <laughs> you know, if you want to call it that. Yeah, if you do that on your credit card, they're going to charge you interest every month. And, exactly. you know, you pay the whole thing up front. You pay interest all along. Instead, you do it with Disney. You make the same payment you would have made to your credit card, except no that interest. there's no interest on it. Right. And you no. can actually even mail in a check if you want. I have a client doing that right now. Yeah, uh, I, do. I, I actually have one, too. <laughs> I have a question. If uh, Let's say you do that and you book way, way out, and then some kind of special comes up or they do a free dining. You are able to cancel your reservation at, at some point and then they can, you know, they'll send the money back to you or, or just transfer it right. to a new reservation that you make. So if the deal gets better somehow, you're going to be taken care of also, correct? Exactly. exactly. And that works either way. I mean, you can you can do it yourself and, you know, watch for the best deal. Or, in my opinion, this is one of the places where, you know, the services of a travel agent are most valuable because your travel agent is going to be watching that information anyway. And they're going to be on the lookout for any deal that's going to apply to the time that you're traveling. And, you know, I, I it's one of my favorite things. When, when the new free dining offer came out uh, this past fall, you know, I got to make a great phone call to one of my clients to say, uh, you know, oh, by the way, I just uh, upgraded your dining plan from the, uh, the, uh, the quick serve dining plan to the uh, standard dining plan and in the process saved you about $400. Then you ask when, where do you want to, where do you want to eat? <laughs> you get to start making dining reservations. Exactly. They, uh, I have a client the same way. She, she actually called me and said, Hey, how come you didn't call me about this promotion? And I'm like, well, I looked at it and it's not actually saving you more than what you already have. Cause she had the free dining and then she heard about the room, you know, the spring room only discount. And she's right. like, how come you didn't call me? I'm like, because I actually looked into it already. It's not going to save you anything. It's actually going to be more expensive. So, right. you know, that's the, the nice thing about having an agent. You can always, you know, we try to save you as much as possible. That's right. And, and follow up on everything. But there's so many different ways and options to pay. Um, first time we went with my family, we, we did the booked it a year in advance and paid off, you know, every, luckily we get paid every other week. So realistically every week I paid $25 every week on our trip just until it was paid off. Every time I got paid, it went in. Every time my wife got paid, it went in. And by the time it was ready, we were paid off. Yep. And yeah. And I, I've said this to my clients before. It's, you know, it's kind of an, it's an investment. If you buy stocks or bonds and you don't get a good return on your investments, you're not going to buy again. So if if you use a travel agent or you use yourself, you really got to keep a heads up for those kind of things because if you're not going to have a good time, you're not going to want to go again. So that's what we're kind of there to help out is, you know, kind of keep the ball rolling and keep things 
you know, cheaper and, um, you know, make it a lot easier for people. Okay. Um, so I, I think we've talked about some of the big issues. The genesis of this whole podcast really was a conversation that Mark had had with a client about um, a need that was particular for them. And that was um, that they had a dog that they couldn't imagine leaving behind on vacation. Mark, why don't you just give us a little background and, and maybe introduce the uh, interview you did with Amanda Burris from Best Friends Pet Care at Walt Disney World. Okay. Well, I, I, I had a client, and like I said, she, she was wondering what to do with her pets. Um, and I've also often wondered that as well. And I know that I saw something on Disney property, but I wasn't really sure. So I called up Disney, and they said, well, we have you know this place called Best Friends Pet Care. And it's this beautiful facility that's right next door to um, Port Orleans Riverside. I got in touch with them, and I got in touch with a, a, a lady named Deb Bennett. Great help. She helped me um, get together with Amanda, and um, Amanda and I set up a time and um, got to talk to each other about their facility there in Orlando. And this thing is posh. I mean, I, I've I went to their website and looked at it. And it's it's got nicer rooms in some of the resorts for the pets, and we're talking huge kennels for the VIP packages, raised beds, televisions, flat screen televisions for the dogs to watch. Don't know what they're gonna watch, but that doesn't matter. And we're talking treats, bedtime stories, the whole bit. I mean, it can go from a basic kenneling to you know the VIP treatment. And so, yeah, I got to got to sit down and talk to Amanda. We talked for about five, ten minutes, and uh, this is what we got. I appreciate your time, Amanda. I really do. First, I guess to get things started, um, tell me what is Best Friends and how, how do people find you? Uh, Best Friends Pet Care is a boarding and um, day camp, daycare grooming facility here on Walt Disney World property. Uh, we're actually located just across the street from Port Orleans Riverside Resort. Um, so if anybody's familiar with where the resorts are located on property, we're just around the corner from downtown Disney. Um, closest probably to Epcot. Nice. Okay. And what are, what are some of the things that you guys provide um, for, for pets there? Uh, we offer daycare. We also offer overnight boarding as well. Um, we offer grooming twenty. Uh, I'm sorry, 365 days of the year. So we do grooming seven days a week, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Um, we also offer doggy day camp, which is a lot of fun for our cast members and local Florida guests. Um, it's uh, Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. until 6 p.m. Um, and it's a big play group session with a bunch of doggies, and they get to have a lot of fun doing that. Um, so that's that's about what we offer here. Oh, that's great. Um, and so dogs, cats, I, I okay. noticed on the flyer that they sent, they said others. Oh, yes. What would the others be? <laughs> the others are what we call here our pocket pets, although not all of them will fit in your pocket. Um, we will take anything as long as it's not uh, venomous or a primate. I mean, we've had just about everything you can think of from um, all various types of birds, uh, lizards, as well as ferrets, guinea pigs, rabbits. Um, we recently had a pot-bellied pig even. That was a lot of fun. Oh, so we could cater to just about anybody. That is great. Yes. <laughs> why would somebody use best friends instead of maybe, say, a kennel back at home? Uh, great question. Actually, what we found is, um, you know, pets nowadays, uh, obviously the pet industry has come so far, you know, within the past 20 years, even in just the past 10 years, it's just really um, come a long way. And pets are family members nowadays. So when people go on vacation, they want to take their, their family member, their pets on vacation with them as well. Uh, and one of the great things, you know, too, is that when they leave them at home, they drop them off, they leave and go on their vacation, and they don't get to see them again until they come back home whereas here they bring it home with them and each day you know before they go to the parks or during their lunch they'll come and visit their pet we have a beautiful dog park out behind our facility um, so they can come and spend time with their pets while they're here on vacation um, so what what basically sets best friends apart from from most other kennels uh, many things, actually, but uh, namely the fact that we are a 24-hour facility. Um, we have very extensive hours. You know, most boarding facilities across the country, you know, have their, you know, opening at 7 a.m.-ish, uh, you know, closing by around 6 p.m., not a lot of 
you know, very limited hours on the weekends, whereas um, we revolve daily around our park hours. So the earliest we typically open is 7 a.m. The latest um, will be open until sometime as late as 4 a.m., but the earliest will close is 10 p.m. So, um, you know, that alone sets us apart. And obviously we're here 24 hours, so if anybody's, you know, flight is delayed or anything like that, you know, and they come after hours, they'll still be helped. Um, also, just our, our wide range of activities that we offer, you know, we want these pets to have a good time while they're here with us and kind of want them to have a home away from home. So we offer, you know, play and stay, cuddle times, bedtime stories, ice cream breaks, lots of things to just, you know, keep them engaged. And, and having fun. Wow, you guys, you kind of hooked the pets up better than some of the humans are treated. I, I'm telling you, we've actually had offers. People are like, can I just stay in, you know, the VIP? I'll bring a blow-up mattress, you know, you know I'll sleep with my dog. Yeah, it's, it's very roomy. It's about the size of a small cruise ship cabin, so. Holy cow. So on that note, what, what are some of the some of the rooms like? I mean, what do you, what do you offer? What are the, the packages? Well, we offer a wide variety um, of suite accommodations. We joke that it's kind of like we have everything from your all-star resort all the way up to your Grand Floridian. Um, you know, starts out with your basic all-indoor run, which is a four-foot by eight-foot run that includes two potty walks per day, all the way up to, you know, your VIP luxury suites, which um, includes, you know, two potty walks, two play groups, a turn-down biscuit and bedtime story. They have webcams inside the room as well as, you know, uh, flat screen TVs in the wall at doggy eye level, which is another thing that sets us apart. Um, it's not up in a corner. It's actually at eye level, um, you know, in private play yards out back. And, you know, the, the prices range from everywhere from, you know, $37 a night up to $79 a night. Um, and we do offer discounts for, uh, you know, AAA members, annual pass holders, um, and Disney Vacation Club members, as well as resort guests. Oh, nice. Very good. Very good, man. They, they, it does sound like you guys. It's a posh resort. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's very nice. You know, again, the doggies and kitties are on vacation too, as well as our pocket pets. So even with our kitty cats, um, we do have a whole separate accommodation for them. We have two level and four level condos for our kitties. Um, you know, and we of course have to spoil them too. So we do offer things such as cookies and milk with cat friendly milk, of course, since most are lactose intolerant. Uh, tuna on a ritz, activity toys, playtime. So. Uh, definitely lots to offer. Where can they find information for best friends? Oh, great question. They can actually go online. Uh, we have a website at www.bestfriendspetcare.com, um, and they can find all the information that they need there as well as numbers if they want to call us and ask us any specific questions. Well, I appreciate your time um, very much, and I, I appreciate Deb as well for helping to get this together. And um, just if you guys can get out there and go to their website and check them out, it is really a neat facility. Please do. We'd love to give you a tour anytime. All right, Amanda. Appreciate your time. Have a great evening. Appreciate it. Have a great night. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Sounds like uh, staying there, another good strategy for staying there cheaply would be uh, dress your family in dog costumes. No primates. So, yeah, you'd have to definitely put on a costume. Excellent. The the beds, although the kennels are good sized for dogs, I would I have a feeling the beds would be a little tight once you got beyond about you know four or five years old. Right there. Um, Staying concierge though, because you get all those dog treats. Appreciate Amanda and, and Deb for their time for taking their time out of their day to help me out with that. Okay, so we we've address concerns of, of pet owners who can't leave their pets behind. Um, let's, let's talk about some of the issues that families deal with when trying to please everybody in the family. And I think one of the complaints that we hear, you know, as often as any other is, you know, I, I think my eight-year-old would love it, but there's nothing for my teenager to do at Walt Disney World. And, you know, what, what do you tell somebody who says there's nothing for teenagers there? There's tons of things to do for teenagers there. I mean, if your teenager likes surfing, they can learn how to surf at one of the water parks. Parasailing, um, they got parasailing there on the lagoon. Um, all the, you know, the thrill rides um, really, you know, for the kids or for the teenagers would love those. Uh, test track, you know, Expedition Everest, all those, all those thrill rides. They got a ton of stuff for teens to do. 
Spring training. <laughs> Go ahead, Christian. Uh, Disney Quest. I mean, uh, uh, that that place is a lot of fun. Uh, that Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, uh, well, ride or game that they have in there. Uh, that thing's just a blast. So, you know, that's a really good point, Christian, because I, I think that people forget that Disney Quest is even there on property, and it was. If there's anything on property that was designed from the beginning with teenagers in mind, um, it's Disney Quest. Absolutely, and I, I mean, there's there's a variety of things to do in there. I mean, there's interactive games. There's more, you know, physical games where you're you know, driving around in a little cart, shooting balls at people. And, um, you know, it, it's a blast, you know, it's not cheap, but it, it is a good time. Yeah. Although, um, one thing to remember is that, um, if you add the water parks, fun and more package to your tickets anyway, um, Disney Quest is included. Uh, the same as a, it's a, an admission to Disney Quest is the same as an admission to a water park on that ticket. I was just going to say, if you get a ten-day ticket, you get like with water park and more, you get ten admissions. So if you go to like two water parks and Disney Quest in one day, you've used up three of those, though. So right, um, you know, you just got to parse them out. Absolutely. And some of the other things for for teenagers uh, is during you know during February and March spring training is at, at Wide World of Sports for the Atlanta Braves. There's the fishing excursions you can do, uh, regular golf course activities you know regular golfing. They're all part you know they're all things you can do with teenagers or you know even some of the older kids that may not be into rides. There's a, there's definitely always something for for everybody. And I think within a two-hour radius of Disney World, you're going to find about five or six other baseball teams also. Yeah. So, you know, there's a chance that your favorite team is uh, is somewhere close by. I know the, the Tigers are in Lakeland, which is, you know, maybe 20 to 30 minutes from Disney. So, uh, And but, realistically, even the Clearwater-Tampa area is not that far Um of, of a drive and there's probably 15 teams there, 10, te 10 more teams in that area. Right. Well, and let's not forget some of the most, you know, basic, simplest things. What teenager doesn't love to hang out at the pool and nobody does pools better than Walt Disney world. Um, you know, at every, in every resort category and, you know, people, rave about the the pools at the deluxe resorts with the elaborate slides and and detailed theming there but even the the pools at the value resorts have some incredibly detailed theming and just are fun places to hang out yeah i noticed i when we, we stayed at pop century last time they have right at the the main area they have the they have ping pong tables there was a foosball table there I believe almost every resort has an arcade. They do. In the, in and the main lobby or in the main building usually. And you will usually find in your travel documents, and people miss these all the time. Coupon when, for the arcade. Yep. When you get your travel documents, open them up and read them because uh, they almost always have a coupon for a pretty good chunk of tokens that can be used at the arcade. Yeah. We used to use those for when uh, on our last day for when we're waiting for the bus to take us back to the airport. Send the kids off to the arcade, just kind of wind down and, um, you know, get ready for the bus ride. Yeah. Speaking of coupons, that's the other thing. Um, the uh, the boats that um, that the different resorts have. Sea racers. Sea racers, that's it. Yeah. That's a great thing for teens. I mean, they're, you know, a lot of kids are, you know, city kids. They never get out on a lake. So to have Very their true. own little boat where they can zip around uh, – I mean, I remember when I was a kid, that was awesome. Sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, as, as the dad of a, a you know, nine-year-old who thinks she's almost a teenager, the thought of her driving any earlier than she has to makes me, you know, cringe. But, but yeah, I can see that. Um, and, and so the next question then is, is what about the flip side? You know, the people who say, eh, Disney World would be fun, but we're a few years off from that. Our kid's too young. She'll never remember it. Who, who cares? Go for yourself. If they don't remember it, uh, that's their problem. 
I'll still remember it. So that that that's my whole theory on it. And it's not like the kid's going to have a bad time when they're there. They're going to enjoy the heck out of themselves. And if they remember it or not, you still remember it and you have a good time. And yeah. and they're going to do plenty of things while they're there. So my my daughter remembers parts of her first trip. But what I remember is the look on her face at her first rope drop. There was nothing. I don't probably one of the top five moments of my daughter's life was me of my life was seeing her look on her face at three years under three years old at her first rope drop. Just seeing the characters for the first time made the trip for me. I said that made it worth it. Yeah. A lot of times you'll, they'll say, Hey, I want to see that character. And you'll wait in line for that character for maybe, you know, five, 10, 15 minutes. Then they get up there and they won't want to have anything to do with the character. But it's still fun watching them walk up and, you know, and having them hide behind your leg. And then you get to talk to Cinderella or, or Snow White or whoever it is. And, uh, you know. Oh, we we know this. We know the truth. All Diz dads are are partial to to, to Jasmine. Jasmine. <laughs> My daughter's favorite is Jasmine, so we have to see her every time we're there. Um, and you know, uh, the other thing too to remember is that there are few places in this world that deal with young children better than Disney. I mean, you know, maybe a few children's hospitals here and there. Um, and, and I wouldn't even say necessarily all of them. Um, Disney is a welcoming place for small children. First of all, it's the, they're the only theme parks on the planet with as many attractions that are small child friendly. You can take your small children on most of the rides in Fantasyland with no problem, and they're going to find parts of it that they'll enjoy. Yep. Whether they remember it 10 years from now is sort of irrelevant to me. They're going to remember it six months from that time and a year from that time. And you're going to have a lifetime memory of having experienced it with them at that age, uh, as as Christian was saying. Um, you know, there are baby care centers in every single theme park. Um, you know, there are things in every theme park designed to help make the experience a better experience for small children. Yeah. Even the resorts, I mean, the resorts, even like the value resorts, I know our kids had a, just a a riot staying at um, all-star movies because of the, the brightness of the place and the huge larger than life, you know, characters that they have there at that resort. They loved it. So yeah, there's, there's no reason not to take, you know, we have, I have friends that are going to take their one-year-old and it's, it's, you know, it's basically not for the kid. It's for them, you know, cause they want their kid to, to have that love that they have for Disney as well. And getting back to the budget, if you take them when they're really young, they're free, they're free, free. and free not on, on the plane, free on the plane They're until they're, uh, uh, until the yeah well through two until they're three, um, they're they're free into the theme parks, um, and they can eat off your plate at the restaurants for free, including at buffets. And they fit in your carry-ons too. Woohoo! We took our daughter when she was six months old. It was a family trip, so the rest of my family was there, and maybe we wouldn't have done this uh, except for that reason. But we found that it was great. I mean, she was so easy because she slept in her stroller. You know, we didn't go on Space Mountain or, or you know, Big Thunder or, you know, a lot of the thrill rides. But we did Haunted Mansion. We did Pirates of the Caribbean with her, you know, Small World. Anything with a boat, you can take them on. You know, there there's very few attractions at Disney that are that are height restrictive. So, um, you know, and now we're going again in a, in a few days with our four month old, who's, you know, even younger and smaller. Uh, but you know, I think I'm going to run around with my four year old and have a great time. And, uh, and I'm going to stick my wife with him. So (laughs) don't forget about the parent swap tickets too. You know, it's just like a fast pass. Um, you guys 
go on with the four-year-old and then you get off, you get the parent swap ticket and then your wife can take the, the older one onto the ride again so your wife can enjoy it as well. So you have that option as well. Absolutely. That's, that's a great thing Disney does. I mean, that, uh, that just really helps out a family for sure. All right. To, oh, go ahead, Jason. I have something on what Aaron, or I'm sorry, what Christian just said about the, um, being able to take your four month old on, you know, all those rides. One thing we didn't touch on is the fact that Disney also caters, well, not caters, but makes it accessible for everyone. The first time I went to Disney, I was 6'6 and 400 pounds, and I rode everything my three-year-old wanted to ride and had no concern about being on a ride with her, that, you know, a lap belt wasn't going to fit her if it was fitting me, and, you know, it's, you have to look at it that way as well, because, I mean, there are... I hate to say it this way, but there are larger people in the world just being, like I said, 6'6". Six, six, it was tough. There's not many amusement parks I can ride rides near my house, especially roller coasters, like I can when I go to Florida. Yep. Although I don't envy you trying to get out of uh, the Space Mountain car. Oh, no. that's That was actually the first time I rode it was last year when we went, and it was after my surgery, so... I it was a little more a little more easy than the first time. Yeah, I bet. All right. Well, we got a, just a couple last topics here that I want to try and cover. Um one is sort of related to what we were just talking about, which is we'd love to go. We think our kid is ready. We think we're ready to take him, but our child is afraid of characters. And, you know, we don't know what we're going to do about this. Um what do you tell them? You don't have to go near the characters. There's the areas are queued off for a reason. Um, most of the characters are in back areas or, you know, off to the side that you can walk a path down through an area. And chances are, you may not see one character unless you're looking for them. And the only time that any character is going to pop out, and scare somebody is going to be Mickey's not so scary Halloween party. So if you don't like, you know, getting kind of scared, stay away from that. You know, but they're not they're not going to jump out and scare the kids. They're they're very approachable, but you know, there there is kids out there that that don't want that interaction and you know, they they make it easy to avoid. Yeah, sure. I, I mean, I think I've mentioned on the podcast before that uh, when we went on our trip um, la- last October, um, my son was three, and, you know, he, he wasn't terrified of characters, but he didn't want to go anywhere near them, um, didn't like face characters either. Um, there's the, the picture I've posted on the boards of him sticking his tongue out at the princesses at uh, Acres House at my daughter's birthday dinner when they wanted to give him a hug. Um, he avoided all characters, uh, but it didn't matter. He didn't have to approach the characters. He stayed away from them. And amazingly, on our, I think it was our second to last day at Walt Disney World, um, <laughs> we're in Fantasyland, and all of a sudden, he takes off running across Fantasyland. Why is he running across Fantasyland? Because Stitch is, or I'm sorry, uh, Tomorrowland, because Stitch is walking by and he runs to Stitch to give him a hug. Um, you know, that was his time. He decided. And he still doesn't want any, anything to do with any other characters, um, although he would like to meet Stitch again. Um, but, uh, you know, we were there for eight days and didn't have a problem. That- that's, uh, you know, I think the only other time you have a mass of characters is during the parades. And again, you can avoid the parades entirely. Or, you know, you can watch from a distance where, you know, the characters aren't real scary. And I don't I don't think many, many kids have a problem watching the parades. Because usually the characters are up on a float. I mean, some of them are out there walking. But, you know, you don't have to get all that close. You can stand back a ways and... And enjoy the uh, enjoy the parade still, but that's about the only time where you're going to see like a ton of characters, 
or perhaps on the you know a stage show uh, at uh, Cinderella's castle. So, yeah. No. One thing with characters too is kids can change in a heartbeat. Uh, you know, my my son the first time he was there he loved them, loved every minute of every seeing every character. Second time we went back he was a year older, and he was very shy, very timid, away from them, you know, backing away. And if if you ever notice, look at all the pictures from my last trip. He did this thing with his thumbs where he pointed and said this guy, and he like pointed at himself. He has he pictures of every character he met doing that with him because that was the only way he would go near them okay mickey we have goofy we have pluto princesses we have princes from the christmas party doing it flynn rider i mean that was the only way he would go towards them is if they would do the this guy thing with him okay that's all but it works hey whatever works and that's one of the other things those characters want to interact with those kids you know, the people playing those characters want to interact with those kids, and they'll pretty much do whatever they can to get that kid, that experience. Yeah, and they really do time. help the kids feel more comfortable. They will, and if you interact with them, like, you know, you go up to Ariel. Our daughter, you know, said something about she had lost her dinglehopper, and Ariel loved it. You know, if you, if you interact with them, like, say things from their movies – um, they love it, and they will just run with it, too. It's a blast. Okay, so one last topic that I wanted to address here before we leave, because we do hear it fairly often, is people who say, you know, Disney World sounds great, but it's just so crowded, and I hate crowds. What, what do you say to them? Well, look at your crowd calendars. Day. Yeah. Look at, uh, like, touring plans. They have their crowd calendars, and using nine times out of ten, they're pretty dead on. Um, so look at those times for the crowd calendar that aren't so busy. Look at going in the off-season. You know, look at going not when it's spring break. Take a chance and, I don't know, don't want to, you know, say this is a good thing, but take your kids out of school one year. Go during, you know, when it's an off-season and it's other kids are in school. I think we fought that battle a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> I think everybody should go the week before Thanksgiving once in their lives because nobody's pulling their kids out of school the week before the Thanksgiving holiday. It's 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 wonderful down there. Well, we were there in mid-September and had a string of days that were ranked, you know, ones and twos on the crowd calendar. I had my wife, you know, I was stuck in a, in a conference and my wife is texting me saying, oh yeah, that detailed touring plan you did for us, you know, we, we just kind of tossed it away because there are no lines for anything, so we're just going to do what we want. We That's did good. that two weeks before Christmas. Matter of fact, when Mark was there, when we, had the, when we were there at the same time, we had... There was nobody. We walked on. He had fast passes for Everest for us when we met the first time. We didn't even use them. And we went on it, what, three times? Yeah. In yeah. a row? Yep. <laughs> yeah, it was a blast. There was, if you can find the time to go when the crowds aren't bad, it's phenomenal. Yeah. And those times do exist. Again, it's just a matter of making, yeah, making use of available resources to know when to go and and how to avoid the places where the crowds are going to tend to be. Um, You know, if it's a little bit busier, the other thing you can do is do your touring in the parks earlier in the day. Um, The parks are significantly less crowded before noon. Um, You know, get there early, get your touring in the parks done, and get out if you're not comfortable in crowds. And I hate to say it, uh, avoid the parks with uh, morning extra magic hours. I mean, that's... Those, those tend to fill up and are a lot more crowded. I know people like to take advantage of the extra magic hours, but you might get to experience a lot more if you just go an hour later to a different park. You know, we take usually take a nap in the middle of the day and then, you know, hit the extra magic hours at night because a lot of people are, they're just burnt out by 9, 10 o'clock at night and they just want to take their kids home. Kids are starting to do their meltdown thing. I mean, my daughter and I, we stayed at Magic Kingdom one night until 3 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> and we closed that place down, and it was empty. Everything was walk-on. So take advantage of the evening ones for sure. My son's a night owl, and I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait to do that. I've been waiting for for somebody to be able to do it with me because I, w- I don't want to do it myself. 
Yeah, my my is daughter selfish, but... my my daughter's kind of a night owl too, and my my one big regret is that we just can't find any way to do it to go down for uh, February 29th this year, because I would have loved to have tried to to you know pull the all nighter with her at uh, Magic Kingdom. You know what stinks? We were supposed to be there. Oh that no! We ended up having to cancel because of uh, with scheduling with both of us with work. It was just not feasible we had a, we had our reservations we had our dining done we had everything that was oh, when we were going to go on our cruise oh no and it was just it just fell apart i have a co-worker going at that time she's going to be there for the 29th and she didn't realize that it's going to be open for 24 hours i said take your naps you know six o'clock go take a nap come, come back, back and nine. hit it yep hit it all night nine, long. ten o'clock all right well you know, we, we've addressed a pretty broad range of issues here, and if we've hit on your issue and made you feel about it, better about it, why don't you consider giving a Fairy Tale Journeys travel agent a call? We'd be happy to set you up with a trip. Even if we haven't, we'd still love to hear from you here at the podcast. You could email us at podcast at disdads.com, visit our website, disdads.com, tweet us at Disdads Podcast on Twitter, Participate in the discussion in the DizDad subforum of the Disney for Families forum at disboards.com. And don't forget, coming up in January 2013, we'll have our first ever DizDads convention. Check out disdads.com for details. More will be coming soon. Thanks for listening. Nice job, guys. Good job. We made it. Brought to you by Fairy Tale Journeys, an authorized Disney travel planner. Let us help you put together your next magical Disney vacation. Find us at fairytalejourneys.com. Let us sweat the details so you don't have to. This has been a Wizard of Oz production. <laughs>